Thank you. Yeah. No time for small talk. Lots to get done. How are we all? You all right? Yeah? We used to do this thing um, often when I would um, uh, teach. I'd go into a class, and just so I could get some idea of how the day was going, I'd just say, like, good day, okay day, bad day. It just gives me some idea. Just give me some idea how you're doing. Just... Okay, that's, that's helpful. Um, cool. Oh, my word. Someone needs to warn the kids' team. But I'll do my best. So, um, I know that um, you can either get in touch with, like, a sense of Pentecostalism this morning, or you can get in touch with Anglicanism. I don't mind. Leave the Baptist bit behind, for any of you that have got any of that, because you're going to need to say, you're going to need to say something out loud. I know, right? Why not here? Say that. Why not here? Why not now? Why not now? Why not us? Why not us? Put the three together. Go again. Why, why not here? Why not now? And why not us? You'll need that. Put that behind your ear. So Psalm 27. Um, David says this. He says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He says, I remain confident in this. I will see it. He doesn't even say, I will know it. He says, literally, I will see it. I, it means, the word see means to see. It's deep, right? <laughs> I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Isaiah, this is speaking about Jesus. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So listen to that word. Of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end. It is increasing. So not only will we see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, but his kingdom, the increase of his government, there will be no end to that increase. For those of you that are graph people like this, that's the graph, your two axes. I haven't got time to label them, but anyway, like this. No end. No end. No end. No end. It just keeps going. Isn't that amazing? And then, thank you. And then, but, come on. In a Pentecostal, some of you need a white hanky that you can wave. Amen! Like that. Um, it just reminds me that you're awake. So Mark 16, Jesus said this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Go into all the world. He says, Yes, of the increase of my government, there'll be no end. And you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But it doesn't say sit. Then when it's a commission, he says, go. You're actually going to have to get up. You're actually going to have to do something. If you want to see the increase of my government and the goodness, you're going to have to do something. So we have that commission. And then, in the book of John, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says this. Very truly, I tell you, which basically means, I'm not kidding here, or listen up, or whatever language you want to use. Whoever believes in me will do everything that I've been doing, and they'll do even greater stuff. Well, Jesus, like, healed leprosy. He wasn't frightened of leprosy. He drove leprosy out of people who had leprosy, rather than feared touching them because he would catch it. Jesus raised people from the dead. My tally is still zero, but I'm not going to glory until I've... Oh, I want ten at least. I'm not having it. Because Jesus says, you'll do everything I've done, and even more. And he doesn't just mean more numbers. You know, Jesus raised three from the dead, I'm going to make it four, whatever. 
He's saying, think crazy. Think big, because of the increase of my government, there's no end. So the things that were possible here, imagine what's possible by up here, right? Okay, there it is. Come on. Let go of the Baptist. Find the inner Pentecostal. Do you know, there is something to be said for that. There is a British listening pose, which is this. This is good, this is good news. This is bad news. It all looks the same. But the Bible talks about you believe in your heart and then you confess with your mouth. There is a, there is a correlation between yes and like you try holding that in. Because when you actually let your spirit be impacted by the words of God, you can't help but hold it in. Like when we're singing, when you're worshipping him, it's really hard to hold it in. I can, I can see you're with me. So I want to give you a few dreams, a few possibles. So I was listening to, um, as it happens, a uh, seminar thing the other day. And as it happens, it was uh, Jen Johnson. Uh, and she was talking about a particular word of God that she was given. But God spoke to me in the middle of that other word of God. And so I just want to put, tell you both of them, and, and like you just have to run two threads. So she was feeling pretty overwhelmed, and like her plate was just full, seriously full. And she was saying to God, I have got so much on my plate. I've got a husband who's had a breakdown. We're in the middle of a nine-year building project. We've got, uh, I think at that point, three kids at home uh, we've got Bethel Music, which is like growing, and at the moment I'm having to handle most of that on my own, and da 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 I like this. And she, was, she wasn't moaning to God, but more saying, God, I just don't know what to take off my plate. So they were going in. She said, I was actually on my way in to the school, not the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, school, 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 um, that, but Bethel run. And that's because... On Mother's Day, at that school, the mums get invited in to be prophesied prophesied over by the kids. And there isn't a bottom of an egg cup turned into a daffodil probably in sight. (laughs) And so, she was on her way in. She'd been praying this. She went in, she said, and a number of the kids said some really great things over me. She said, and then there's this one lad. And he stretched out his hand towards me and he said, I see... A plate. And this plate is absolutely full of fruit. And the fruit is hanging off the edges. And you have been saying to God, what do I take off my plate? Eight years old, this boy. Eight years old. And God said to her, you need a bigger plate. (laughs) Come on! Honestly... John Mark Comer, as if you're ever going to be listening, I love you and I think you're absolutely amazing. But there is a counterbalance to this. We just need everything to be simple. We just need to cut back everything. We just need, no, some of us just need bigger plates. Because time is short and there is a job to be done. And it doesn't mean you work yourself into the ground. But personally, I'm dying with my boots on. That is my plan. Anyway, the whole point was, as I was listening to that, I thought, Wow. Why is it that if you wanted to go to that school, Jen Johnson, in the middle of the story, said, actually, can we just reach out a hand here and pray for the school, which was on that side of the building? And she said, even if I didn't work here, even if I didn't live here, I would move just to bring my kids here. And then I thought, 
Why have people potentially in this country got to move all the way over there to get that? Why not here? Why not now? Why not us? So I texted a head teacher and said, should we set up a school? Could we? Could we set up a school? I don't know. I don't know. But if you imagine, we say here that we want to bring life to Ashford and see Ashford transformed. Let's assume for now it's only primary age, 4 to 11. Seven years at that age of being taught how to bring the kingdom, how to see breakthrough in circumstances, how to pray for the sick, how to raise the dead. And then at 11, you kick them out into secondary school. Can you imagine what that looks like? I know, right? Why not here? Why not now? And why not us? Why not? Why not? Oh, but Chris, it's so complicated. I know. I know it's complicated. I had to go to the government website and start reading and thinking, this is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. And I just kept saying, but why not? Why not here? Why not now? Why not us? Why not? I don't know what I'm doing. It, you know, it might not even happen, but it might. And can you imagine then that the first cohort you start and then gradually they work their way through and by the time they get to year, not year 11, age 11, like a year six thing, they're kind of graduating out of that school, leaving that school, whatever language you want to use. And like you've got 30 kids and then you've got another 30 kids and you've got another 30 kids and you've got another 30 kids and they just keep going and they get sent all kinds of places. Not just in Ashford, But they start to transform the arts and media and culture because they've been brought up in that way. When did you say yes to God? Well, I never said no to him. (laughs) You know, it could be that. I don't know. How exciting. The beehive. Here's another one. The dream is to multiply. The dream is not just that in that place. The number of stories that Becca has of where people come in because they call it their safe space. Absolutely amazing. And yet, no offense, the shop's nice, but it's not magical. It's God's presence, right, in there. So someone who has been helped by the beehive in Ashford, who, as far as I know, doesn't attend a church anywhere, they are involved in their professional capacity in a different area in Kent, And they had the opportunity to meet with the local council and the police over some of the issues that they were facing in their town. And do you know what this lady told them? You need a beehive. And explain the vision of the beehive to the people in this place. And the police and the council said, that does sound like, well, that's what we need. And then she told them it works because God's at the centre of it. I know, right? So in that case, if that's one beehive, what does 50 beehives look like? It's possible. Absolutely possible. Why not here? Brilliant. So what's your dream? What's the part that you play? What's the story God's inviting you to step into? So are you keen on photography? Even if it's just with your iPhone and God is inviting you to make films... Do you fancy yourself as a bit of a blogger? Good grief. Jesus, we need some decent bloggers. We don't need more men putting on makeup and getting millions and millions of followers and then people swooning and falling over at a 
guy wearing makeup. That's, not, that's just not what we need. That's not what this country needs. It's not what the world needs. Or someone else who, who gets millions of followers because they unwrap new things. <laughs> like, what? What is the matter with everyone? And then people just treat it like it's normal. I mean, soon there's going to be one. I'm thinking of starting one about me brushing my teeth. Anyway, this probably has been done. Yeah, you're probably right. Are you big on justice and politics? And God has a story for you to redeem the world of politics because it needs redeeming, right? And you get into a position where you can properly help those who are suffering from injustice. Yes, you can help on the ground, but you can help in policy making if that's your thing. You computer programmer. Maybe the next big app is currently sat on a little sketched idea somewhere in your office. Someone, somewhere, every single app started somewhere. How about you're a cleaner and every space you walk into, you prophesy life into it? I want to clean like that, wouldn't you? I mean, that's amazing. I mean, yes, if you bump into the people, you're cleaning. But if you just say, if you pray for these spaces and say, God, I'm praying that in this space here, someone gets healed of X. And then you keep your ear to the ground, waiting for when someone's healed of a thyroid issue at that spot in the building. Because every time that cleaner comes in, they pray the same prayer in that same place. That's cleaning. Um, anyway, cleaning, as many of you know, is a matter close to my heart. Maybe you're a, a musician, a dancer, an artist. How about your skill and craft combined with the Holy Spirit could see people being set free? Rather than taking clothes off to be able to be a decent singer, why not break shackles off of people? Why not? How about, how about there are artists that sing and addictions are broken? And just because they sing, I should be so lucky. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Um, well, if you're a teacher, a nurse, you sell insurance, you repair trains, I don't know. But what's the part that you play? Maybe you've got a passion to be out on the street. Maybe you've got a passion to see people healed. It's like it's your thing. Like, I love it. It's your thing. It's what you're going after. Or is what you're going after the latest series on Netflix? I don't know. Let that settle with you just for a minute. What is that awful one at the moment? And I don't care if this is going out there. What's that awful one where people just keep getting singled out and shot? Yeah, Squid Squid Games. Pointless. Pointless television. Pointless television. That's because we haven't got enough people of godly substance in the media. Anywhere virtually in the media. Thanks for Dan Walker. Thank goodness for him. Even though his dancing's not that great. We love you, Dan. As if you're watching. Uh, But anyway, I'll just put it out there. I'm in that kind of mood. So... um, So God is on the move, like he is on the move. This graph is going this way, and we probably haven't got massively long left. 
We don't really talk about when God will come and Jesus will come again and the earth will eventually be rolled up and a new heaven and new earth. Yeah, we, we don't really talk much about Revelation, the last book in the Bible, but there's more to come. God is on the move and he's waiting to do stuff, but honestly, I think the thing that's most holding God back is the slumber that is in the church. Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise really dully. Sing his prayer. Awake my soul. Whoa! It's in here. Like, it's a, it's a cry. Awake my soul. It's from David. But he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? For I will yet praise him. I'm having a naff day, but he is good. I'm struggling with addictions, but he is good. I've just had someone die on me, but he is good. I've just lost my job, but he is good. And there's an awakening. And so there's so much that God is looking to do that I think he's actually slightly, he loves the church. Like he loves the church so much. But he's saying, I might need to get some of this done by other people. (laughs) And that's exactly what we're seeing happen. He says they can't do it as well, but at least they're doing it. Amen. You missed that moment. Maybe your role is to make money for the church. So many projects in so many churches are held back because there isn't enough money. Money is trapped in people's bank accounts. And the password is fear of lack. That's the password that the money is hidden behind. Fear of lack. I'll put a tenner in the pot. No, give it all. Why not? Go crazy. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? You give to the poor. He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. The kingdom advancing. There is so much money that is needed. Millions. Millions and millions of pounds. The Bible says in Revelation that we're kings and priests. So kings are generally wealthy, and priests are worshippers. So in Revelation, it speaks of us being effectively wealthy worshippers. Not wealthy so I can buy, you know, 15 cars and drive around in them. God's looking for people that he can entrust wealth to because they'll know to do the right thing with it and not become attached to it. How much wealth is too much? The amount at which you stop trusting God and you start trusting in your bank account and your savings account, and your backup savings account, and then your backup, backup savings account. I am waiting for the day when we aren't waiting for grants to come in for us to be able to do stuff, but where we're actually tithing to Asher Borough Council. Fictitious plan at the moment, but one day we'll be able to do it. We're not waiting. I know the money of the unrighteous is laid up for the just. I know that. And so there is a balance there. But sometimes we sit here and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're just trying to get grants in. That's all we're trying to do. And we can't do the thing until we get the grant in. And like, are we all broke? What is it about Christianity then that's broke? Because God isn't. He's minted. So I'm going after that. I'm like, oh, come on, God, we need more money. I can't remortgage any more times. So I've told him. 
So why not here, not the remortgaging, why not here, why not now, and why not us? Money coming in. We've got a meeting tomorrow morning, the four pastors are meeting tomorrow morning to dream about the next building. We've probably only got three to three and a half years left in this one. What's the next building going to look like? Is it going to be a series of buildings? I'll tell you what I'd like if I could really have anything. County Square. The only thing standing between us and County Square is about 12 and a half million. <laughs> and then a couple of million refurbs. Do you know how many people there are in the world that have got 12 and a half million pounds? Yeah. They could just literally transfer it. We want accommodation, we want a gym, we want a nutrition centre, we want a counselling centre, a contact centre for kids who are in care when they can meet up with parents. We want some healing rooms in there. We want a whole compassion wing. Coffee places. Food places. How about we say to the council, social services and police, you can come and have a space in our building. How about that? incredible worship centre where people walk in the room and they start to worship and there's not even anyone else in here and there's no one on the stage because there's such an atmosphere of God's presence they just can't help themselves and they just begin to worship and think I don't even know what's the matter I don't even know why I'm crying I don't even know why I'm raising my hands how about some recording studios Startup support to get redemptive dreams up and running. When people say, I've got the dream, but I don't know what to do, we'll say, we'll help you with money, with coaching, a business plan. Let's get this thing going. How about a dedicated kids' worship and creative space? See, County Square, come on. So anyway, we've got Giving Day in January. So if you just want to start thinking about that, don't overdo it on Christmas. (laughs) So... um, Headstrong. We've been doing Headstrong now. Uh, we did it in October. And this last Tuesday, I'm pointing where we met, sorry. Um, we met to talk about, okay, we've done our four-week trial. The data is crazy good. So Headstrong is a gym project. Thank you. Thank you very much, Josh. It's a gym project for youth. It's a gym project for youth if you're at home. Um, and we uh, measured people aiming to increase their core strength, their sense of community, their, what's the last one? Their capacity capacity was the one I was heading towards. The confidence, their self-confidence, their belief, and their capacity to be able to deal with stuff and keep going. The data that we've got back, credible, properly assessed data, is the increase for those four, varies between the four, the lowest increase is 46% increase. When it comes to a sense of community, 75% increase in a sense of community. Four weeks. And do you know what's stopping us carrying on? We haven't got the money yet. But we started dreaming at the back. And we said, where does this go? What does this look like? On the way home, rather unhelpfully, because he could have said it in the meeting, (laughs) Herbie sent me a message. And I'm going to leave certain bits out of the message because it was quite long. But he said basically this. Headstrong is part of the idea that I have. There's probably a few bros in here. The idea that I have, bro. The dream that I have. I want to set up the greatest youth centre that we can dream up. I want us to be this massive youth hub. The place where all youth know where to go. Their home. Their place. It's got everything from accommodation to life coaching, counselling. Everything youth related. Everything that circles around youth. I want the council to redirect people to us. Youth offending team can have their own offices here. It becomes this massive 
Look, anything youth-related comes through this place. Then he rings off. It's literally just a voice note. And I got home, listened to it, and I said to Nick, wow, listen to Herbie played it. Why not here? Why not now? And why not us? Why not? Do the youth need it? Oh, my word, they need it. Desperately need it. We need people who give up time and give up their bank accounts. Kingdom Academy. Yes. So Kingdom Academy, the aim of Kingdom Academy is to get people in because we didn't get them when they were between 4 and 11. So they're now having to relearn as adults, which is painfully slow, isn't it, for us adults? And the older you get, the harder it seems to be. But anyway... Kingdom Academy is to invite people here and they actually move here and then they become an intern in the first year in one of, one of the places within Asher Vineyard and they get trained up, how do I bring life in whatever sphere I'm in? Year two, we then go to people outside of Asher Vineyard and we say, would you like an intern? We go to the council planning department, we've got an intern here, they're really interested in planning. And they go and they train and learn and they intern and they support and help in the planning department. But actually, they're learning how to bring the kingdom and bring life to that. When God's presence came and Obed-Edom had God's presence, all back in two chronicles, one, two chronicles um, Obed-Edom's fortunes changed massively because God's presence was there. So if we start releasing interns, what would it look like if we released six interns? Sorry, did I say six? I meant 600. 600 interns? What would that be like? What would Ashford look like? Schools, hospitals, taxi ranks, all kinds of places, youth places. These interns who are being trained in how to bring the kingdom are going out there. There are some people sat here that God is speaking to you. And as of next September, you need to be an intern. You need to put your plans on hold because God is about to invade your life plan and say, I've got something else for you. Watch this. So there are some people here who need to be applying. And the question I keep asking about all these things is why not here and why not now and why not us? Someone's got to do it. And we all keep saying we're all, I hear it so many times, oh, we're just all a bit kind of bored of like the same old church. I don't mean like here, I mean doing the same old thing and you come in and we just do a bit of like half-baked singing and da, 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 you know, this, this thing. Nearly every time in history that God's presence has moved in a place, the church has initially shrunk. And that's because religion and apathy hate a move of God. Because it upsets the status quo. I like my money where I like my money. I don't want to have to give my money. I like my time where I like my time. And frankly, it's with friends and on the golf course. And I am very generous and I give up an hour and a half every week. And I do not intend to give up more. And God says, you have no idea what is coming. No idea what is coming. If you read carefully through the Bible, you'll see that there is a time coming when there will be the most incredible salvation. People saying yes to Jesus will see the most incredible numbers of people saying yes to Jesus. And if the church doesn't wake up and buck up, it's going to happen out there. 
And we're just going to be left in here. We've got a vision, um, which I must have gone past. It was in here somewhere. We've got a vision for worship in the round of where we say there's a big fire in the middle. Do you know what? Maverick City, if you don't know them, look them up. They're flipping amazing. Upper Room, they're amazing. Hillsong, they're amazing. Bethel, they're amazing. Asher Music Collective, it's amazing. What? I know, it hasn't happened yet. But why are we waiting on the Americans? Why can't we have one here? Why, why, why is that? I just literally don't know. Why not here? Why not now? Why not us? Thank God for Bethel and for Maverick City and for Dante Bow and all those people. I love them. And they've given me such a voice to be able to worship. But why not here? And I tell you what we do. We put on a worship in the round event. And we get about 22 people. And I sob before God and I say, I am so sorry that this is the attitude to worship. Like, he's given us absolutely everything. Yeah, but something's on telly. I'm not coming tonight. Oh, I didn't even know it was on. Really? You had about six texts? This is annoyed on behalf of God. Why don't you want to just come and worship me? I worship him in my lifestyle. Well, good for you. I love my wife in my lifestyle. But actually, there are times of intimate connection too. Because she's worth it. And it's exactly the same with God. I know this is really uncomfortable and we're overrunning. And I feel like I'm just warming up. But anyway, (laughs) we are going to have to stop. I sense, the, the issue is, I sense that the thing here that we haven't yet reached is so massive that you're not going to want to miss it. And at the moment, we're on such a trajectory that's just like increasing so slightly that I think it's all going to happen here. And if we're not careful, it's just going to go over our heads. We need a group of people who are going to rise up and also say, why not here? Why not now? Why not us? And do you know what? It might all go wrong. So what? It doesn't matter. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. We, um, yesterday, the key leaders went away, and we made a map of the, the auditorium and a map of Asher and other. I'll stick with the auditorium for a minute. And we put stickers on this map of where we remember particular people being impacted by God. We've decided that we need a new one every year because that's what we want. And when rainbows come in, and when people come in for renew, we're not just talking about Sundays. Christians are sometimes the hardest crowd, right? (laughs) But other people coming in, and they're just encountering God. They're like, another sticker, another sticker. Because it's like our pile of stones from Joshua, when they crossed the the Jordan River, I think for the second time, Gilgal, pile of stones. And they said, whenever you go past this pile of stones, tell your children, your children's children, that God was good to you here. This is what we want. This is exciting. I'm excited. Let's stand. We're going to pray. We need to finish. I don't know who's on kids, but I will go and give a groveling apology. So it was God's fault. (laughs) Let's just put our hands out. God, we don't want to miss anything. Awake my soul and sing. 
that when you move, God, the bowels of hell begin to shake. When you move, God, we want to wake up the dreamers. Wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. Wake up, O sleeper. I feel that God is challenging some people here just to say, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? What's your dream? What are you going after? What did God have you born for? Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And God, I call people out of the humdrum and into the fullness of dreams. God, there is so much more. We know there is a now about the kingdom and we know there's a not yet, but there's a whole load more now that we are not yet seeing and we are hungry for it. We are hungry for it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I encourage you... um, if I, was, I was talking a bit fast. If you need to, then just replay it at home. Go on YouTube or it'll come out as a podcast. But um, We need to finish. God bless you all. Thank you so, so much. Apologize to the kids team. <laughs> you can say it was my fault. It's fine. And we will see you all very soon. If anyone wants any prayer for anything, then just come on up. We'd love to pray for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.